Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. I've been talking about Leon Tailoring for years, ever since I came to Indianapolis almost 20 years ago. You know why I talk about them? Because Leon Tailoring does a really good job of getting you quality clothes, whether it's something tailor-made, something ready-made, something custom-made. they got a career services division uh, for the young people in life who are looking for that first job. No matter what it is you're looking for, when it comes to clothing over at Leon Tailoring, they will look out for you and they will take care of you. So when you swing on by at 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis, tell them Abdul sent you and say hi to Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy and pick yourself something up or better yet something for your loved one they'll appreciate it leon tailoring 809 north delaware downtown indianapolis hey guys it's abdul for your good friends over at leon tailoring 809 north delaware downtown indianapolis well for the most part the holidays i'll admit it the holiday seasons are pretty much here so might as well go and start your holidays christmas hanukkah you no know, kind of cremanza shopping no matter what it is so might i recommend our good friends over at leon tailoring get your loved one a nice gift certificate for some good clothes over at leon tailoring they get something ready-made something custom-made or something tailor-made no matter what it is you can find it over at leon tailoring tell larry norman kim and judy abdul sent you they'll take care of you leon tailoring 809 north delaware downtown indianapolis Hi guys. Uh, well, anyway, happy to get started. Uh, organizational days here, and we can get off and off and running. Uh, got all our organizational work done, and I think got off to a good start. Uh, looking forward to getting to work as we uh, get through the uh, the holiday season and uh, get all our bills ready and filed. We can get working on some of our priorities. As I mentioned in my uh, in a few words, I I mentioned uh, from the podium, we'll be working on lo lots of things from uh, the cost of health care to the inflation that people are struggling with right now to uh, to the, uh, the governor's health uh, public health commission trying to make sure that we make some changes that more effectively deliver those uh, those uh, services across the state of Indiana to all 92 counties including the most urban and the most rural parts of our state so we can uh, um, uh, have those services and help Hoosiers be a little more healthy than they are today and lots of other things including workforce and housing and things so there's a lot to tackle this next coming legislative session and look forward to getting to it so Having said that, what questions can I answer? Uh, what are you going to do about property taxes? Obviously, a lot of who just a lot of increase in their assessments. Recently, that translates to higher property tax bills. Uh, yeah, you know, in a, in a way, it's a good thing, right? Because people's property values are going up, so that's uh, that's encouraging. But the impact that it has on people and the bill they have to pay twice a year can be really, really challenging. And the impact it has on their uh, uh, on their mortgage uh, under the circumstances when they have a mortgage and the property taxes are paid through that. So uh, we'll take a serious look at that, trying to provide some relief to people. We have to be super careful, obviously, that um, uh, the impact that that has on local governments and schools, because they rely a lot on those property tax dollars. And so uh, it will come up with this uh, thoughtful of uh, uh, ideas as we can. Indiana ranks just about at the bottom of the country for this amount of it spends on public health. Why is $240 million a year not the right amount of money to make sure that we're not trailing so many other states. It might be. I mean, 240 million a year is a lot of money. Uh, if you take that over the biennium, of course, that's 480,000 or 480 million dollars, and uh, that's not a small amount of cash. So the uh, the thing that we have to make sure of is that they we can get that money distributed out to the to the local health departments, and then they can do a lot of good with it. Uh, we don't want to. Uh, that's a big change right off the bat. So you may see we'll have a conversation about whether we can do all of that at once. The magic about that 480 million over the biennium 240 a year is that puts us on the national average and uh, so that puts us in a footing far beyond where we are and have been over the last several years so it's worthwhile to try and get there we'll try to obviously it has a lot to do with the December forecast and again in the April forecast but it'll be an important priority for us what steps do you 
the speaker said that he might potentially consider further income tax cuts depending on how the revenue forecast looks. I, at least at first blush, is there any interest in doing that on the Senate side? Yeah, I love I love the idea of uh, any tax cuts, obviously. I think that uh, rather than do anything like smaller piecemeal, I think we ought to take a look over time to make some big structural change. I don't know whether that would be uh, that we get rid of income tax altogether. I'm not announcing that we're going to do that this year. Please don't go there. But <laughs> but uh, I, I that looks very interesting to me. We want to find something that makes Indiana appealing to workforce across the country. That might be a piece of it. So rather than do a small incremental change here or there right now, if we can get to a point where we can uh, restructure and get rid of that income tax altogether, I would take that proposal very seriously. In the special session, you guys obviously took steps to combat inflation. Do you have any new plans? What are your plans when it comes to combating inflation? So obviously, yeah, we made some tax cuts and uh, some uh, some uh, some modifications or uh, caps on the uh, on the uh, what people pay at the gas pump right now. Uh, working through some other proposals there, but I don't have anything specific to outline for you right now. Senator, what about hot button social issues? Democrats in both chambers are saying let's not wait into those waters this session, like we did in the special session and even in the last session. Where are your thoughts on, on those? I don't. I haven't seen any that are going to get filed yet, so uh, I can't speak to anything specifically. You won't see those on our priority list when we roll them out. I'll ask the speaker uh, about possible marijuana legislation. Uh, where are you? Will there be a bill? Will it get a hearing? So uh, yeah, we've had a we've had a uh, summer study committee that worked on that, uh, and uh, we, we, I think you'll see us talk about it this legislative session. What exactly we'll end up doing, I, I'm not prepared to say just yet. Um, it does make some sense to begin to put in some infrastructure, including just for like Delta Eight, for instance, to try and uh, try and outline what that w- will look like, and to have some regulation on it. So uh, you may see us have that conversation. Senator, there's also been a lot of talk about education-related um, measures. Are there any priority things related to education? on the Senate side that you'd like to see? Well, yeah, education is always a huge priority for us, including uh, what we're able to do for it in the budget. You know, over the last, uh, I think... Two budgets ago, 2019, we added 763 million new dollars. Uh, last budget, we added um, really to the to the uh, uh, basic tuition, 1.1 billion dollars. So we're going to look again to make that a priority about what we can do for for our schools across the state of Indiana. Um, uh, don't uh, don't have our priorities set yet, so I can't speak to if we have anything else on there right now. Teachers were rallying earlier today on the fourth floor, concerned about some of the social issues that have been brought up, the politicization of schools. Is there any bills like that planned, any CRT bills, any book banning bills? Those are things that they were concerned about. I haven't seen any uh, any uh, CRT bills this year. I mean, obviously, we had an extremely robust conversation about that last year. And um, uh, but I think also, uh, you know, it, it brought a lot of attention. It had attention anyway. It wasn't just us, but it brought a lot of attention to the issue. And I think that was uh, uh, debated uh, pretty, pretty vigorously in the election school board elections across the state of Indiana. So uh, that's a great avenue for Hoosiers to uh, to take a look at that issue and make decisions more locally than we can here in the General Assembly. Speaking, Speaking of, of the school, school boards, boards. <laughs> <laughs> should those should those, uh, should those be partisan? You know, um, uh, I, I'm not sure the system's broken where it is right now. Why some of the rule changes? Are you guys trying to get out of here earlier? Or? <laughs> no, you know, we just um, take a look at those. And some of the things are things the House has already done. We're trying to streamline our, our debates and conversations. We don't want anyone to feel like they don't have the ability to get up and, uh, and say their piece because they're representing, as Senator Taylor said, 135,000 people or so. So we don't want to we don't want to uh, uh, squelch debate in any way, shape or form, but trying to streamline some of the conversations. This is extremely technical, but l- help me understand the 30 minute time limit as it applies to 
now including the time you question another senator? Does that only include the time that you're asking a question? Or Because if I ask one question and the other senator decides to take 20 minutes answering it, am I now down 20 minutes? Is that how that works? That's a good question. We'll take, we'll take that into consideration. Right now, the way the rule is now, the questioning doesn't, uh, is not on a timer at all. But you, when you get up to speak, you've got a 30-minute limit. To my knowledge, I don't I think anyone has ever run up against that 30-minute limit. We've had a couple of scenarios and big issues where someone has gotten close but not, not hit it. And uh, so now we would include the, the questioning and uh, uh, we'll, uh, with, the, with regard to, uh, I think it would really be the amount of time that you're spent doing the talking when you're asking those questions. Because you're right, then somebody could go ahead and fill out 30 minutes and then you'd be done. That's not quite what our intent was. Uh, The speaker told us yesterday he doesn't anticipate any new abortion legislation moving forward next session. What do you expect out of the Senate? I would agree. Uh, You know, I think at this point we need to, uh, first of all, we worked super hard on that over the summer and uh, uh, not dying to go back there. But uh, we've got a a Supreme Court that's taking a look at that issue. And there wouldn't be wise at at all for us to take a a crack at any changes right now until we know what that ruling is going to be. Obviously, you were uh, reelected unanimously as Speaker Pro Tem. What did you tell some of your colleagues? who had issues before because of the special session. I know there were some there were some concerns in caucus. Yeah, well, so, you know, it's uh, I certainly don't own the president pro tem spot. I mean, the, the, the Senate chamber will decide who has that every two years. It's the honor of my life to have it. And at some point, if they decide that I'm not the person for the job, then so be it and give it to somebody else and I'll be supportive of, of that person. Uh, I, my message to folks is I'll continue to try and lead in the way I have, which I think is try to be collaborative and uh, look down the road to tax some issues as they come. And uh, uh, that's, that's the best I have to offer. You somewhat broadly laid out some of the priorities for the upcoming legislative session, but when can we expect an official list or an official list of priorities? Oh, I'd say by uh, hopefully by middle of December we'll be able to roll that out. Okay. Thanks, guys. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.